Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com or drjimrichards.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development program that changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Man, I got a great program for you this week. I'm telling you what, this is where you can start changing your world really with the least amount of effort. You know, really, people just get so tired of trying to make their life better. They want to. They read books about it. They hear motivational uh, people talk about how they can get their life better. And then they go out and try, and it it, it just doesn't work. And the reason is what I call invisible boundaries or invisible barriers. These invisible barriers around your life, they, they seem to be out on the outside, and so it seems like you need to go out there somewhere and change things out there so that you can make your life bigger financially or bigger emotionally or, 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 or solve your health problems. It seems like everything's got to be solved out there somewhere, but the truth is uh, you move boundaries because of what happens in your heart, and today you're going to learn how to move those invisible boundaries. You know, when we start looking at this thing about the heart, this isn't something new. This isn't something that just happened in the New Covenant. This is the kind of relationship God has always wanted to have with mankind. You see, God is a heart God. We discovered that last week. God wants to relate to people from the heart. And and, in fact, God's always wanted the relationship that he had with people to be rooted in their heart so that it was real, so that it had nothing to do with the outside. Now, the outside will follow if the heart is established in God's truth. If the heart follows God, the behavior will eventually follow God. See, remember this. The heart is the real you. And that's so very important because your life, everything that's happening around you in your life is a reflection of who you believe you are in your heart. And your heart, every time it beats, it sends a signal to every cell in your body telling every cell in your body to uh, conform to the beliefs that you have. So imagine, you know, my, my heartbeat, I have a pretty good heartbeat for somebody my age. My, my heartbeat is about 60 beats per minute. That means that every one second, my heart is beating. And in my heart, everything I believe about me is stored in my heart. It's information that's been stored in my heart. And every time my heart beats, every bit of that information is sent out to every cell in my body. And we know this biologically. We know that the cells of the body receive a constant signal that programs them. But what most people don't know is where does that signal come from? Well, I'll tell you where it comes from. It comes from your heart. It comes from who you believe yourself to be. So every second in my life, every cell in my body is getting a signal telling it that it needs to be exactly in line with who I believe myself to be. And then that signal doesn't stop there. It literally goes to the world around me and on a level that people don't even recognize. It tells people to treat me in a way that's consistent with who I believe I am. You know, I remember in in raising kids, and boy, I am not trying to say I did everything right. I'm not saying I know all the answers. I'm not saying any of that. But I am saying this. People used to come to me sometimes and say, I noticed that your kids never really get in your face. They never get smart with you and that sort of thing. Now, they probably did behind my back, but they didn't do my face. 
And they, was, they would say, well, what, what is the secret of that? I said, it's just because of who I believe I am. I just don't believe that they can relate to me that way. And as a result, they don't believe that they can relate to me, and they never did. And, and it's just an amazing thing, the signals that we send off. You know, one of the things that's really interesting uh, is in dog training. One of my favorite dog trainers is Caesar Milan, and Caesar Milan is called the Dog Whisperer. And, um, you know, Caesar shows people that whatever they believe about themselves when they try to train their dog is going to determine whether or not the dog obeys. Isn't that amazing that animals around us, and, and we know that animals pick up, pick up these nonverbal signals, these energetic signals. We don't know where they come from, but they pick up these signals from us constantly. Well, I got news for you. Uh, the people around you, they don't know it on a level they can't recognize. They're constantly picking up the signals. And if you believe that, uh, if you believe you're a loser, if you believe you have to give in, if you believe you have to compromise, if you believe you can't say no to people, whatever it is you believe about yourself, if you believe you're going to be taken advantage of, I'm telling you, the people around you are going to show up who just have that sense that they can take advantage of you. The heart is the seat of all that you are. It's also the seat of your abiding feelings. Now, God wants to have a relationship with you that you feel. Now, I understand, you know, every movement that comes along tends to have some reactionary elements to the previous movement. And so when the charismatic movement, which, which eventually produced the Word of Faith movement and, and you know, and other movements, uh, other spirit-filled movements, uh, but the charismatic movement emerged out of, of the Pentecostal movement. The Pentecostal movement was so rooted in emotions that, uh, that as the charismatic movement began to emerge, in other words, people that got baptized in the Holy Spirit, there was sort of a reaction against emotions. And I can even remember, I can, make, I can remember making these statements. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't mean them quite the way I made them, but you know, I used to say feelings, they got anything to do with anything. Now, when it comes to making a decision, I cannot let my feelings rule me. I've got to make my decisions based on the Word of God. But at the end of the day, if I don't know how to change my decisions, feeling has got everything to do with everything because you can only follow your willpower so long and eventually your feelings and emotions are going to win out over your willpower. Now, God is a social, emotional, relationship-oriented being. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, first of all, the Bible reflects it, that we were created to have a relationship. But also, if we're created in our likeness or in His likeness, then we can understand God to some degree by the way that we're created. And God wants us to have something in our relationship with Him that is so powerful. And you're going to see this from the Word of God. And I'm telling you, in, in my new book and in this series that we're providing to, to uh, support this information, I'm trying to give you enough in this series right here where you don't have to have that, where you can where you can, you can begin to minister to your life. But if you want to go deeper, if you really want to apply more of this stuff, if you really want to make this heart journey, then I want to give you the tools to back it. But you're going to discover uh, through all of this that, that in the original language of the Bible, God talks about being able to feel His love, being able to feel His presence, being able to experience Him. And He wants us to experience Him in a way that is so incredibly powerful that it dominates all of our feelings and ultimately, those feelings direct all of our behavior. 
Now, I just want to say this for a minute. I want you to try to explain the difference between emotions and feelings. Now, emotions are the product of the mind. Feelings are the product of the heart. Somebody asked me in a meeting last week, they said, well, well, how do you know that? Where, where did you get those words? Well, I'm using words as best as I can understand them and words that we kind of understand to explain a biblical phenomenal and some things that, uh, phenomenon, excuse me, and some things that are in the original language that we have no English words for. But this is really, really important that you understand this. Emotions emerge as a result of what's happening in your mind. Now, the great thing about emotions is this. You can turn your emotions on and off just like this, and all it takes to change your emotions is to redirect your attention. In other words, whatever you put your attention on will cause certain emotions to, to start, and it will cause other emotions to stop. And this is why it's so very important that you, that you uh, uh, govern and manage what you expose yourself to and what you allow yourself to see and hear because it creates emotions in you. You know, when I was getting, seeking to walk out of this lifelong kidney disease that I had, had, that I had one of the things I, I had to do is I had to, I didn't discuss this with, with anybody. I didn't talk to hardly anybody about what I was going through unless I knew for a fact they would be positive and, and encouraging. And I, I mean, I, I had to guard what I watched on television. I had to guard what I read. I had, to, I had to guard certain conversations even with my doctor because I did not want my emotions to go to some negative, destructive place that would eventually affect my heart. So now emotions, you, you look at something, emotions come on really, really strong and really, really quick. And, and emotions are acute, if you will. They're acute symptoms in that they pop up really fast and, and, and get strong really, really fast. But emotions are fleeting and temporary. All you have to do to change your emotions is, is change your, your focus of attention, change what you're thinking about, change what you're talking about, change what you're looking at. But now, feelings tend to emerge more from the subconscious level. And, and we now understand, and this is why, you know, 20 years ago, I could have written a book on the heart that would have just been mind-boggling, but I would not write it for one reason. I had to understand the relationship of the subconscious mind to the heart from a biblical perspective. And I realized, see, subconscious means anything below my conscious awareness. So I realized that I have subconscious thoughts that emerge literally from the cells of my body. And this is, that, that, is, that is proven biologically and that is proven uh, uh, scripturally. But I also have, have thoughts and feelings that emerge f specifically from my heart, from my sense of who I am. This is what the Bible identifies as the deep thoughts. Now, both of those could be classified as subconscious because both of them uh, emerge independent of what we are thinking about, independent of where our attention is. Now, emotions come on quick. They get strong real quick. They go away real quick, and they're all based on what you're looking at. So you can say it this way. Emotions follow thought. So all I have to do to change my emotions is change what I think about, right? Now, the heart, on the other hand, or the subconscious mind, causes feelings to emerge. Now, feelings 
And I'm using emotions and feelings independently just because we've got to give it some kind of words that we can understand. Feelings, as opposed to thoughts, they emerge very subtly and very slowly. So you don't realize what's happening. You don't realize that you're having a shift. Now, when feelings emerge, first of all, they come on slowly, pretty much undetected. And when they come on, they're deeper and stronger and harder to change than emotions. Because with emotions, you just change your thought because emotions follow thought. But with feelings, it's just the opposite. When feelings emerge, then thoughts follow feelings. In other words, when feelings start emerging, the deep feelings of insecurity, the deep feelings of being a failure, the deep feelings of fear, the deep feelings of being overwhelmed or overcome by some situation, that emerges so suddenly that it starts taking you in a direction that, that you're not even realizing that you're shifting direction. You're really not realizing that you're, that you're changing course. And so when you're dealing with subconscious belief, the, 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 the beliefs of the subconscious mind or, or, or the beliefs of the heart, the problem is it is really, really hard to change course once you begin going in a direction. Now, subconscious, the thoughts of the subconscious mind can be changed by creating strong emotions. But the problem is the thoughts and the beliefs and the feelings that emerge from the heart, because those have to do with your identity, with who you believe you are, those become your abiding feelings. And this may sound a little confusing to you. That's why I say this. I'm giving you as much as I can to help you so that you don't have to buy the book. You don't have to buy the other series. I'm not, the goal here is not just to sell a lot of stuff. I want to give you something to help you, but, but we only have a limited amount of time and these other resources are available. So you can dive in and you can, and, and you can sort this out as deeply as you want to, or you can do your own scriptural research or, and your own medical research, just like I've done over the, over the past 40 years. Now, because the, the thoughts of the heart cause us to have feelings about ourselves, then, then what starts happening is my identity, who I believe I am. See, nobody is walking around saying, I feel like a loser. Some people reach the place, I guess, where they probably say that. But the problem is most people walk around with this kind of vague feeling that they are going to lose. So it's a feeling, it's not so much words. Now, if this is how I feel about me, if this is, see, this is how I feel life goes for me, then every decision that I make is going to be made based on the feeling and the belief that I'm a loser, that I'm going to lose. See, it's just like when you are fighting a battle, and I tell you, I, 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 that's what, this is why the Bible tells you, guard your heart. And we'll, we'll be looking at this scripture all through this whole series. Guard your heart above all else that you guard, for out of it flows all the issues of life. Now, that word issues, and we talked about this hundreds of times. I always talk about this. That word issues could have and probably should have been translated as boundaries or barriers. So it's saying the reason you got to guard your heart is because out of your heart emerges the boundaries or the barriers that define your life. And you're going to live within the barriers, the boundaries 
that emerge out of your heart because that's who you believe you are. So when I was fighting a battle for my life, you know, with kidney disease, when I was fighting a battle financially because I'd lived in poverty so long, you see, all of these things had been such a part of me for so long that it had to do with the way that I saw myself. And I realized, I realized I didn't need to learn about prosperity. I needed to change my beliefs so I saw myself as a generous and prosperous person. And instead of trying to believe God to get money, I wanted to believe God in my heart for who I really was in Jesus. Same way with healing. I didn't want to just believe God to be able to get a healing. I wanted to see myself as the person that was whole and that was well and that was full of energy. Because, you see, you can get a healing and then, then you still may end up sick all the time because you got to go back and get another healing, go back and get another healing, go back and get another healing. And even though, you know, even though I've had a lot of battles, particularly in, in the last several years, I've had a lot of health battles because I was in a really bad automobile accident. I went for years and never had any health issues after I got healed from a kidney disease. So I'm in this automobile accident, so things start happening. But here's the deal. Even though I'm walking those things through, when they come, I, I still always win. Even though, I, even though I haven't resolved some issues in my own heart, I still always win. I still always have the sense because I see myself as healthy. I see myself as energetic. And it's the same way with every year of my life. So your identity is not just who you think you are uh, intellectually or informationally, but it's who you feel like you are. And, and our identity, you know, we can have an identity of how we see ourselves health-wise. We can have a part of our identity is how we see ourselves in relationships. How do I see myself uh, in, in success and prosperity? How do I see myself as a spiritual person? How do I see my, you know, any, any way that determines how I see or feel about me is an aspect of my identity. Now, the thing about my identity is this. This determines my program. This is my autopilot. Now, your autopilot is what guides your course when you're not deliberately trying to control your direction. Now, see, we'll make these decisions that I'm going to live a better, I'm going to live a more godly life, or we'll, we'll get inspired. I'm, healing really is mine. Man, you'll have inspiration, okay? I'm coming out of this financial mess. That I, you know, finances, you know, God delivered me from poverty. Jesus died to deliver me from poverty. So, so, you know, we'll have these moments and we'll start moving forward, and, and literally, we'll experience physical changes in our body. We'll experience emotional changes. We'll start having some success out of our life. But you see, as long as that's just mental, then we have to keep our focus on that so that our emotions keep us empowered and, and we're moving forward. But it's really willpower and emotions as long as it's just a mental thing. Because the moment I stop deliberately putting forth effort, then you see my willpower reduces, my emotions change, and then I go back to my automatic pilot. And my automatic pilot is what I really believe in my heart. So, so no matter what progress I've made, I'll start drifting back to what my natural tendencies is. You know, that's why we, in our heart physics program, one of the programs we have is called, uh, it's called uh, uh, Living Healthy. Because, you know, when it comes to weight loss and being healthy, the real truth is, if you don't make this a part of who you are, you lose the weight, you gain the weight back. You get healed, you get sick again. This, this has got to be who you are. You got to see, you, what you want to do is you want to establish your heart 
in who you are and what you have in Jesus. And then you want to begin making life choices. You know, Proverbs 17, 20 says, he that has a froward heart, I'm reading from the King James, which I rarely do, says, he that has a froward heart finds no good. Now, the word froward means crooked. Now, a crooked heart is a heart that bends your perception on everything around you because since the heart is the seat of who you are, it determines how you interpret information. See, light comes into your eyes, but you don't really see with your eyes. Your brain interprets that and creates these images. Well, we look at the world around us, and we interpret or translate the world around us in light of how we see ourselves. And so my heart can twist any good thing. It says, it says that a crooked heart can't find good things. And you see, if I don't establish my heart, I can't find and hold on to the good things that God has for me. So like Proverbs 4, 21 through 23 says, we've got to learn to guard our heart. And through this program and through the materials we're providing for you, we're going to teach you not only how to guard your heart, but we're going to teach you how to establish your heart so that you are not drifting back and forth, so that you're not making a decision and starting out, and then all of a sudden you find yourself going back to some old behavior or back to some old problem. But you're going to set your course. You're going to move forward. Your life's going to be different. I'm going to tell you something. When you change the beliefs of your heart, the battle is over, and you enter into what the Bible calls rest. And I'm going to tell you something. Rest is when you're, you're no longer fighting the battles. You believe the truth and you're resting in what God has done in you, for you, and through you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Stick around. I'm going to share a mentoring moment with you in just a few minutes. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this series on moving your invisible boundaries. This may be one of the most important series you ever listened to in your life if you put these things into practice. Remember, God is a heart God. Everything He does, He does in and through our heart. When he wants to lead us, he speaks to our heart. When he wants to protect us, he speaks to our heart. When he wants to empower us, he does it through our heart. So this series and all the tools that come with it are designed not just to give you a bunch of sermons and information, but to take you step by step to learning to establish your heart in God's truth so you'll recognize his voice, so you will trust his voice when you're in time of need. Now look, if you're interested in going deeper in God while developing your faith and developing your heart, I have created some tools to help you dive into this right now. As a matter of fact, we have put together three different bundles so that you can get whatever combination of tools and resources you want at the very best possible price that you can get. We've got my book, Moving Your Invisible Boundaries, which is an incredible book. It is the book that you want to go to to understand all the biblical principles of the heart and how they work. Number two, we got the audio series, Moving Your Invisible Boundaries, which is not the same as the book. It's not the same as the video, just to take you deeper and deeper in these things. And we've got my brand new, just released book, Establishing Your Heart, No More Boundaries. Now, these are tools that you can utilize, and I'm telling you, you can begin to put these things into practice tonight. Your life will be better by tomorrow and plus every time you invest in yourself by making any of these purchases you invest in the kingdom of god because we use these resources to reach to the ends of the earth to raise up one billion disciples to the lord ship of jesus be sure and click on the link check out moving visible boundaries establishing your heart 
and use these tools and change your world. Nothing reveals who we believe we are more than our abiding feelings. But the truth is, we use our mind and our emotions to cover up those feelings, to escape from them. That's why we turn the radio on so I can hear a song that makes me have different emotions. That's why we pick up the phone and call somebody. See, so many people today can't spend quiet time because they, they hate those feelings that come. They can't deal with these, these abiding feelings that emerge. Well, you know something? That's the only way you're going to begin to identify how you really see and, and feel yourself. Something I'd really encourage you to do is take a piece of paper, and when this program is off, just sit down and just say, how do I really feel right now? And then throughout the day, just from time to time, pull out, pull out your cell phone, pull out a piece of paper, just write down, how do I really feel? And you'll, you'll have to pause and get in touch with that. But here's the most important part of how you can, you can do this. Take any scriptural promise, by his stripes, I am healed. And then just wait and see what feelings emerge when I make that statement, because that's a, that's a true statement. That's part of the finished work of Jesus. Uh, take another scripture that says, you know, all of my needs are met in him. How do I feel when I say this? And what you'll begin to do is you'll begin to realize that you have some really destructive beliefs about you. And I don't want you to stay there, and I don't want you to dwell on it. But as you, be, as you identify these, just acknowledge to God, I don't want this. I don't choose that. Even speak to the, the, that emotion or that feeling and just say, I send you away. You're not from God. And make a choice about how you want to feel. Now, ultimately, we'll get you to the place where you know how to write things on your heart. And when you get to where you, when you, get to where you understand how to write things on your heart, there's not a belief that you can't change really in just a few minutes. And when you can change your emotions by just changing your attention, and when you can get your emotions and your feelings in harmony, you will stop wavering concerning the promises of God. You won't shift from this emotion to this feeling. You know, you won't read the Bible and be encouraged and then get to thinking about your medical report and get discouraged. You won't, you won't look at your bills and look at the promises of God and shift back and forth you will become unwavering. And I got news for you. When you become unwavering, that's when you have reached the place of rest and the place where absolutely nothing is impossible to you. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com or drjimrichards.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website from previous broadcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.